Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Marty sent me an interesting story out of Wisconsin, and it's actually a short story, but it contains a lot of information that will raise some eyebrows, I like to say. From the GazetteExtra.com, Katie Garcia wrote it, Chevrolet app used to disable vehicle fleeing from Janesville police. So there's a car, someone's in it, they're being chased by the cops. The cops apparently somehow got control of the app that controls the car and disabled the car. So Janesville police working with the Rock County Sheriff's Office remotely shut down a fleeing vehicle Tuesday using a Chevrolet app. Now, the general concept here of the police stopping somebody who is fleeing from them, if you watch the police chase videos on YouTube, and there's many of them, I watched like six yesterday, you'll see people who are pulled over for running a stop sign or a red light or speeding. And as the police officer walks up the car, they just take off. They just take off. They decide, they decide they're going to run for it. They're going to take their chances. And uh, more often than not, they wind up getting pushed into a ditch. Their car gets flipped or, or somehow the police do apprehend them. And now instead of running a stop sign, you're accused of fleeing and eluding from the police. Uh, and that's more serious in most states. Trust me. So here the question, though, is how easily can they do this with vehicles on such short notice? Because presumably they weren't planning on having this high-speed chase. So the high-speed chase is going on and somebody goes, hey, I wonder if we can disable that. How long does it take them to get through the system and do that? And then if they do that and it's that easy to do, what's to stop them from doing it in other situations? And that's where the gray area comes. So around noon, noon, the Janesville Police Department's street crimes unit was notified of a possible stolen vehicle driven by a Janesville resident. Now, that might be the key to this. The fact that the car was stolen, it might be that the true owner was working with the police and said, I can help you shut my car down, which does not make this as scary as it otherwise might be. According to the release, the 57-year-old man had an active felony warrant through probation and parole and was also wanted for fleeing an officer in relation to a pursuit last week. (laughs) Officers were able to track this vehicle through GPS monitoring and waited for an opportunity to arrest him. An an attempt was made, but the man was able to flee in the vehicle. The pursuit was initiated, but was then terminated. And they do that from time to time. If somebody's driving like a maniac through a city and there's people around, they go, okay, if we stop chasing him, maybe he'll slow down and not run anybody over. Officers then teamed up with the Rock County Sheriff's Office Special Investigation Unit to covertly follow the vehicle after it left the city. The vehicle was then turned off remotely, using the Chevrolet app east of Indian Ford on Highway M, and they took the man into custody. He faces multiple charges, including two counts of fleeing an officer, obstructing an officer, trespassing, and a warrant through probation and parole. Uh, He's being held at the Rock County Jail, awaiting an initial court appearance. Now, you might say, but Steve, I thought he stole a car. Uh, It says here he's been charged with fleeing, obstructing, trespassing, and the warrant violation, or the warrant for the probation violation. And it might be that the trespassing, I'm going way out on a limb here, it might be the trespassing is that he had access to the car but didn't steal it in that sense. Like, he may have known the person who owned it. They may have given him permission to drive it previously. And he just jumped in it and drove off in it. And they might say, well, it's hard to pull, you know, it's hard to call that theft 
but we could call it trespassing if he's using it beyond the permission he had. That's just a stretch. But what the real question here is, is that did they shut this vehicle down because they had the owner standing right here with his phone going, I can shut it down with my phone. But it does say that it also involved the sheriff. And so I'm not quite sure on that. I'm not quite sure on that. I can tell you that I bought a Ford Explorer a couple years ago. It's a fairly late model, but it's getting up there now. And it came with an app. And the salesman told me, and I, I did a whole video about buying the truck. And the salesman told me at the time, he goes, look, Steve, he goes, I, I, you know, he goes, I haven't tried to load you up with stuff. You know that, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, there's an app from Ford that you can put on your phone that will help you with your vehicle. It doesn't cost you anything. And he goes, but more people who sign up for it who are customers of mine, he goes, that's actually a metric that they measure that will help me. He goes, so if you're on the fence about it, you're doing me a favor if you download that app. I said, oh, okay, cool. I like the guy. So I downloaded it. And the app allows you to do a whole bunch of stuff, including you look at it and it'll tell you where your vehicle is. You know, so you're in a parking lot. You can't find your vehicle. You look at the app. It'll tell you if one of your tires is low. Tell you actually if all four of your tires are low. And it'll also tell you how much fuel is in the gas tank. So you're sitting inside, go, do I need gas? You look at your phone, it'll tell you. So I thought this was kind of cool. And then uh, one day it said one of your tires is low. And it was the first cold day we'd had that fall. And so I went outside, and oh, tire does look a little low. I texted it, and it was down a couple pounds, but no big deal. I put air in it, and the app wouldn't turn off. Now, here's the thing. On the dashboard, it also has a tire pressure system indicator, and it corrected there, but it would not correct on the app. So I did everything. I shut the phone off, turned the phone back on. I drove the car, shut the car off cycled the phone and then I, I okay fine I removed the app and reloaded the app and it says your tire is still low and at this point I realized okay they, they didn't quite get the bugs out of this you know they can build a car but the app is confusing people and so I, I, I took the app off my phone so I no longer have the app on my phone for my explorer okay so I'm familiar with these apps and I'm not sure if different ones do a whole lot more than that but apparently, the Chevrolet app can disable your car remotely. But it, I assume, means that you have to have access to the app and have some permissions. That is, you've got to know, for instance, uh, which vehicle it is and then know how to do it. And again, like I said, the police here had the owner of the vehicle cooperating with them, I believe. So that may have been the big missing piece of the puzzle. There's a big controversy going around right now about how the federal government has an agency that occasionally makes recommendations uh, for auto safety. And some of them are adopted, some of them are not. And one of the things that's apparently coming down the pike, as they say, is a recommendation was made by the feds that cars should be able to detect whether or not the driver is drunk or sleepy. And now, if you'd said this to me 30 years ago, I'd say there's no way they can detect that. No way, no way. Well, nowadays, when there's sensors all over everything, there's ways they can tell. And so they've said that they want a vehicle to be able to detect when somebody gets into it behind the wheel drunk and do not allow the car to start if that person is the one who's trying to start it. Now, again, I'm not going to weigh in on whether or not that's a great idea. Uh, I, I, you know... 
it gets you back to seatbelts, you know. What right does the government have to tell you to wear a seatbelt? However, however, if, if a car could accurately tell that you were drunk and it could do it in a non-intrusive way, the question then becomes, is this something that they should do? And again, I'm not sure what the answer to that question is. Because quite frankly, um, there are cars out there right now that already do this. They're the cars with the interlock systems that are put on there by judges who said uh, this person was arrested for drunk driving. They pled guilty. They now want a driver's license. And tell you what, if they're going to drive a vehicle, they got to be able to prove that they're sober before they can start the car. And the interlock system does that. So that setting makes sense. But should I, and, and those of you who know me and have watched this channel for any length of time know, I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't preach about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't brag about it. But I often hang out at parties where I'm the only sober person in the room. And trust me, that's more entertaining than drinking. <laughs> so should I be paying for the technology to be put into my car that will never be used by me? Because it's always going to say, this guy's sober. This guy's sober. If it doesn't say I'm sober, it's malfunctioning. That's it. Now, if it can detect when I'm drowsy, that's an interesting one. I'm not sure, though. And so I can tell you that you know I'm, I'm an older fellow. And in my life, I've had a variety of jobs. There was a period of time where I had a job where I worked at radio up in Flint, Michigan, when I lived back down in Oakland County, Michigan, and I used to drive back and forth. And there was times when I did overnight shifts and also the late evening shift. Seven to midnight on a Saturday evening. So I'm driving back from Flint at one o'clock in the morning, right? And I was doing some of that while I was also going to school, getting my undergraduate degree at Oakland University. So throw all these things into the mix. I'm attending school full-time Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, I'm driving to Flint, and I'm working late in the evening. Sometimes I worked overnight. I worked midnight to six as a few before. I've you know been driving home at seven o'clock in the morning uh, after being awake for almost 24 hours. And I know there's drivers, truck drivers out there in the audience right now who can completely understand what I'm getting at with this. Uh, but I remember times coming home so tired, so tired, where I could barely keep my eyes open. Now, the question is, did I endanger anybody by doing that? I don't think I did. I think I'm a good enough judge of my own abilities, and I never did have any accidents, nothing even close. And the drive at, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning is a straight shot. There's not a whole lot of traffic out, maybe a few deer. But so the question then is, at what point does this thing, does it have a hair trigger? Does it say, oh, you did this with your head one time, you can't drive now? You know? So that's a, that's a question also. So I am very curious about the technology and whether or not the technology is there yet or if it will be, but um, it's probably coming. And uh, I am fascinated by all the things that cars can do. And so I've mentioned before, I've got two Explorers. I've got two Ford Explorers. One is a 2002 and one is a 2019. They're 17 years apart. But they, they're, they're, they're eons apart. The 2002, it has a cassette deck in it. Uh, it plays CDs. Um, so it was actually the, 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 the crossover there. <laughs> it has a radio. <laughs> Who uses that? Um, 
And so, but the new one has got the backup cameras and the sensors, and you get too close to something and it beeps, you know? And I mean, I, I understand the technology. Um, I'm not sure I would have ever believed you if you told me, like, back in 1985, that, oh, by the way, this stuff is coming. And be like, what's that gonna cost? You know? Well, look at how much cars cost. And yeah, there's inflation, but there's also just the price creep from all these things being added into the cars. And every now and then I'll be talking to some old timer like me. And we'll discuss how if one car company would simply make a pickup truck that has an AM radio, crank windows, and basically nothing else, just floor mats, um, six-cylinder motor, (laughs) and uh, a heater, okay, and just El Cheapo seats, what would it cost? You go, well, it doesn't matter. You're still required by federal law to have the following things. You know, certain type of bumpers, airbags, you know, and then you realize, oh, so you can only do so much to keep the vehicle that cheap. But it's something we fantasize about, right? <laughs> so we'll see what's going on. But as of right now, <clears throat> there's a documented case where the police used a Chevrolet app to disable a fleeing vehicle. But we don't know if the person who controlled that app was standing right there working with the police or not. That could be. The missing ingredient here. Marty, thanks for sending it from GazetteExtra.com. And Katie Garcia wrote it. Chevrolet app used to disable vehicle fleeing from Janesville police. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Who are you going to believe? Me or your own eyes?